This is the Grey Area Podcast, talking all things rap and hip-hop from the UK to across the pond. The facts are black and white, but our opinions are somewhere in the middle. We're about the music, not the gossip. Positive more than negative. Quality over quantity. Substance is worth more than clickbait. How we came to our top 10, we all came together and made our own top 10 and then there was an aggregate score for whoever voted whatever higher so say you'll get a certain amount of points for if you voted them first second or third that made our top 10 obviously there were some dubious picks in there but we'll go through it because i'm not happy with one of the picks go that it almost missed the top 10 but we'll we'll go right through it man because I'm telling you it's going to be an all-out war on this episode hang on what, what missed it you're unhappy about no, it, it, it's it, begun, man. Oh no, it's no, begun. No, it's here, begun already. Here we go. It's it's not that it was missed. It was that that it almost missed, and and I had to write. A oh pitch my bad. To get my boy in, Klashnikov. My bad. No, well, they both started. made it. They both made it. So. So we've actually got eleven, but oh well. I mean, that wasn't the plan, though, was it? Like, let's just be honest. Like, no. some things, some things just ended up, you know clashing we can't we can't help these things mm. yeah, yeah to be fair yeah, there's a yeah. lot of decent albums anyway out there and it was just everyone's choices and it all came together so it we'll see what the list is to be to be honest looking at the list it kind of worked out well especially the top five i feel worked out well for who mm-hmm. not for me well yeah <laughs> that, is, that is true <laughs> yeah, yeah, <but laughs> that is true did not work out well for me at oh, all God. we'll get to that yeah, we have to. Because... Yeah, we'll get to it. Oh my god! We'll drop the honourable mentions. In. I got, I got shafted, mate. You guys just. I've got a problem with your list, though. You got a problem with my list? Listen, first of all, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sam, Sam just share your list. Share no, your list. You guys share need to emo Sean at the Guardian. Pick, just say it. Nah, you need to emo Sean <laughs> oh, at the Guardian god. because obviously his list is the only list that mattered, apparently, according to Kieran. Wait, <laughs> it feels this was too. My list was about stuff that you could listen to in 10 years from now and you'd still want to hear. So, yeah, my list was J. This is in order, or well, technically in order. I didn't really try to order it. J Hus Common Sense, Skepta Kanichiwa, Gets Conflict of Interest, Kano Hoodies All Summer, Jeremy Integrity, Rich 32 Grown Over Life, Gigs Landlord, Jest the Dragon. Of an ordinary family, Jesus Christ, couldn't even say that. Cass is dead, the number 23, and MIA AIM or AIM. I don't know how she's saying that, but yeah. Look, <sighs> nah, on paper, that that sounds hard, and I like all of those albums a lot, but I feel like you're missing some OGs. You just got to look in, in con, obviously, yeah, like in context of the albums, like you see on the aggregate list. Yeah, but I'm I'm not doing it from the nah. perspective of oh these are the best albums because they were critically acclaimed like Mr. at the Guardian did or <laughs> you know what I mean or Mr. Copycat List did. These are albums that I think ten years from nah. now you, people can listen to and understand what UK music was and is. All these other wishy washy, poorly mixed, you know what I mean, fucking label pushed albums that you guys have have aggregated into this. Don't know about that. I don't know about that. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's one in here that... You've got the most commercial albums, though. It's not commercial because because the music push? has become popular music. So it's not it's not Heatwave. It's not it's not Bloody Boy in the Corner. That's a commercial album, if we're going to start talking about what commercial means. Or a commercial artist is. These are people that have stayed 
loyal to the soil and won't be swayed by them big boy bucks. They they doing they've always been doing and they will always do what they want. Now, as for this other list, you know what I mean? What I'm gonna say is there might be some tears in it, and some of you might need to dry your eyes, mate. To be fair, no, I actually I actually think going on that pun. I think you're quite correct because listening to that album again, man, I don't know if the streets belong in the top 10. I'm just gonna he's say so high up now. because certain people, certain right people now. had the same list. You know, like in, no, in the I'm test where yeah. you copy the person over to the right and they've got the wrong answer. So you both failed the test. That's what happened here. Yeah. I don't think the streets Wait, are you the talking about me? Oh, online. yeah. Of course I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh. No, I know, I know, I what, I know what they did. And I, yeah. I don't know. No, I know what they did. I know that they were like there was cooperation. They, they brought a different, yeah, different feel to it. And I know Mike Skinner's done a great thing, but listening to that album, nah, for me, I don't think it should be in the top ten. Top 10. Wait, let, let's start. Let's start with the two that scrapes it. Let's start with eleven and ten. Ah, uh, see what he's or done. See what he's done. Let's yeah, see. No, what he, he, he's ready. Let's go. I, I, I mean, let's I'm go. ready, man. Let me speak on an album that I didn't pick here, but I, I have listened to and I have digested with conscious thought. Right. So here we go. I've got my little monologue ready. I'm doing, I'm doing what Kieran won't because, you know, why not? So Kalashnikov, it's the sagas of a great album. It feels dated. It was released in 2004. Does this represent UK music or is it just old school hip hop with a decent UK MC, UK MC on it? No. Is it timeless? No. But the bars are hard. The flows are very ahead of their time. There's a reason why he's never blown up. And I don't want to say why, but I will. He's limited. No, say it. Say it. I said it. He's limited. You've got to say it. You've got to say it. Yeah, I said he's limited. limited. Yeah. Compared to what came out here in the UK at that time, that is top tier work from a production standpoint and from a bar standpoint, right? But compared to the global market, it offers nothing unique. All that said, it may be the first UK rap album that has moments that are tied together through some skits that actually works. It's the best all-round album from the period where grime was big. But this is not UK music for me. And the best song on that thing is Paradise. It shows all his skills at their best. Actually, no, no, that was well, that was well said. That was well said because don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, it's absolutely perfect because I've got the cons of the album. And to be honest with you, Sam's kind of outlined it, outlined it, and I know why he's not blown up myself because it, with all that skill and quality, he is a bit limited to actually hit the market in a way where other artists have been able to take that graft and actually blow up so people know about him. Because if you look at, if you ask people who Kalashnikov is they might not know who he is so I'm well yeah, you said in the yeah. uh you said in the chat yeah. that your your uh your boy Kalashnikov still mm-hmm. sounds relevant that album <laughs> what did you mean by still sounds relevant <laughs> Quotes. Well, why is that funny <laughs> Yeah, because you still because if you listen to some of the bars, some of those bars still carry over today. So you can take some of that today and still and the message still is coming across. I don't know. He did say Nang one time and that took me out of the album. He said Nang and I was like, oh, my God, I'm back in 2005. 
So you're, so you're referring to the bars, you're referring to the content. I'm refer- no, I'm referring to the content because I can understand why someone won't like it. Th- to be honest with you, with Kalashnikov and with that album, what I'm looking for, why I think belongs in the top 10 is his lyrical ability. Like ly- lyrically, mm. from top to bottom is unbelievable. And the level that he's at is ridiculous compared to other artists. I'm not going to mm. say there's better albums. Do not get me wrong. I'm not going to say that there's not other better albums. Like I could name a bunch of albums that are better than that, but I believe he should be in the top 10 because what he lyrically could do on a piece of work. He, it, there was even a line where he said, like, he's Picasso when he's putting pen to these pen to paper. And he literally is with some of his lyricism. So it's main, mainly the content for me. I just I just believed he deserved a mention because he did help. So you put him number one. Well, I had to. We had to weight our list according to what what you guys have done. This top ten is basically not mine and Theo's choice. It's just you and Kieran's choice. It's 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 do you know what it is, right? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm speak the truth. I'm gonna speak the truth. I'm not mad at what's made the top five, to be honest. Mm. But past the top five, I am not responsible for what's going on there, boy. So I'm not responsible. To, I don't like any of these albums too tough. I don't, I don't think they belong in the top 10. Some of the songs that just missed out, or sorry, some of the albums... That Sam, just... I need to interrupt you though, because the on. top five, you voted for a lot of the yeah, stuff Yeah, I said the top five I'm not mad about, but but past that, oh, that doesn't represent that. me. Oh. That doesn't oh. represent me, man. Like when I say it doesn't Bef- represent me, it just doesn't feel like they belong there. Fair um, enough, I can see that. Before we move on to the other joint 10th uh, pick, um, I just want to say with Kalashnikov, I, I like that album and I think he's uh, he was a very skilled rapper. I can't speak for his overall career because that's kind of like the only stuff I know. But my big thing with it was that, you know, other than right, It's Murder is a, a timeless record. It made waves over in America, you know, fair enough. And there are other, like I said, I like the songs and there are like, you know, I think he's a very talented rapper. The content's on point. It's relative, uh, uh, relevant today. But I was listening to a lot of these beats thinking this is 90s boom bap, primo. And when you said about relevant feel, I know you've clarified it now, but when you were saying relevant, I was thinking what rapper, UK or US, raps over them beats now and, and you know, develops a following it's just, or sparks. It's, it's, no, just American very music. Dated for me. it's just yeah, American it's music. That's, and that's yeah, the other thing yeah. as well. It felt very, the only difference is, up. and we'll, I'll come onto it in more detail, like, you know, UK hip hop, um, up until around this point, really and truthfully, didn't have like authenticity or, um, you know, it didn't feel English. It didn't feel British um, until we're a different artist that we'll come on to. There are other, there are big names that you know are, are very sort of influential and whatnot. But the music really and truth. If you listen to like UK hip hop in the nineties, it was a lot of it was just guys from like London and the surrounding counties rapping over knockoff Primo and you know Dr Dre beats. It wasn't really. UK and whilst this guy took it to another level with the lyricism and and the content the, the production just don't stand up today and it doesn't sound UK like Sam says it doesn't feel authentic that's exactly what I was thinking the exactly. whole time I was listening to it only the skits felt authentic mm. but that's why he's not mm. blown up if you want to if you want to know why he's not popular that's why that's why remember in the picture I was trying to say I couldn't say that's grime. it's not grime it's not UK music you don't get that sound of this is British culture you can't put that album on and think, oh, this guy's from the UK. It doesn't sound like that at all. He sounds like he's just, like you said, rapping over US beats. And it's the prime reason because guess what? Um, we'll mention it, but Dizzy um, released his album a year earlier before that. And look how, because that was so, for what you can get that, that's raw, harsh, like 
sort of British sound of music was different, wasn't it? Whereas this, you can't, you couldn't really blow up from this, and then he fell behind everybody else because then more people followed, and that that sound sound of grime then developed, didn't it? So then people knew yeah. what British urban music was, and that grew. And Kalashnikov couldn't get on that wave, hence why he's not blown up. Simple. Yeah, yeah, but but to keep it positive though, I w- well I will say is, is another reason why I think is some of the stuff he was saying was so honest and so raw that I don't think record labels wanted to touch him. Mm. It's some pretty like hard hitting stuff that he says in here that I don't think a lot of uh, you know A and Rs and you know labels really wanted to associate with. He, he he wasn't you know he wasn't holding back at all with some of the stuff he was saying, especially with the skits and whatnot. I think he was trying to be be conscious to a degree because even the name of his uh, album, not album collective, but you know his group Kemet, like it's all about uh, like Egyptian stuff and all that kind of thing. So maybe, mm. maybe realistically, yeah, he's just one of those outsider artists that should have blown up that never did. Like an yeah. like I an do hear influences. I do hear like I hear him in people like Loki and um, Akala, people like that. Yeah, but who listens you know? to those people? No offense mm. to them, but you know. What no, I mean? it's fair enough. But I mean, it's not like I don't think he's he kind of came and went. Do you know, what I mean, I think he has had an impact in a sense. But yeah, that's that's why I w- I'm not trying to um, put you on the spot or anything. For you, but that's that was like no, my no, cool. main gripe, and yeah. fortunately Sam said it as well. But um, I'm glad he's got a mention. I'm glad he's he's sort of in the mix. But the other one, the other album, I had a question. Just I'll go go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. You said that Klashnikov influenced Getz and Kano Theo. Yeah, yeah. And in what way is that? Well, like a no, quote? I think no, no, no. It's not. It's not like a quote. It's like the lyrical content. It's what I hear. And you know how they both got sort of Jamaican. All three of them have got sort of Jamaican roots and putting that sort of culture into their music. That's what mm. I meant, influence-wise. Mm. Can't say completely influenced them, but you know how like Getz and Kano touch upon that Jamaican culture in their music. I can hear that influence from where Kalashnikov did it, from where Roots Manava have got it from. And that's what I meant, if you understand that. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, so is this your interpretation? It's not like on record? No, 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 no. It's not on the record. Oh, okay. I just interpret oh, okay. it like that myself, yeah. Because my so. thing, I always found like, we, like grime derives more from obviously garage, but jungle, um, you know, sound clash culture and whatnot. That's where I thought the kind of patois and but this um, isn't a this Arabian. isn't a grime list. I want to put that out there. This is a UK hip hop list. Yeah, it's not. A, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. But we're talking. But Kieran asked about um, Kano and Getz, though. That's what I mean. Mm. That's, that's what I meant. But yeah, fair enough. Um, so the other one, J House Common Sense. Listen, yeah. My my question, my oh, question, God. just quickly, just very quickly. Do we not think that Big Conspiracy is the better album? No. Oh, I think Big Conspiracy exactly, is the better yeah. album. Oh, I no, do. I sense. do, personally. Well, why didn't you guys vote for it then? You guys are chatting out your butt cheeks. No, I did. Sam, I, I did. Know you did. I did. I know you did, but these, these two didn't because they've got the same list. My point is, yeah, Big Big Conspiracy is a great uh, album, right? But Common Sense is a better album, and I'll tell you why. Because it represents a different side of UK music that other people cannot and will not represent. He brought a whole new thing to the game that's now proliferating through the scene. Like, even down to the... Well, okay, it's not the way he sounds like people copying his voice type thing. But, you know I mean, it was a new voice on a new sound. It was it was like Rick Cross-level rap in the UK that we'd never had before. People had tried, but this was like that high, high, magnificent levels of rap, yeah? And the thing is with Common Sense, for me personally, I feel like it had a bigger impact 
obviously because the world was open, but at the same time, Common Sense is just, for me, we're talking about albums here, not uh, not albums with better songs on it. For a whole body of work, if you were to rank them, you know, oh, this is an eight, this is a seven, this is a 10, whatever. The overall aggregate score of Common Sense is higher than Big Conspiracy. Big Conspiracy, if anything, is an attempt at like, oh, okay, I've got this big feature, that big feature. Well, not this big feature. But, you know, he had the Burner Boys, he had the Coffees. Whereas Common Sense didn't have any of that. It was just raw. It was just how it was. And how it was is how you got it. So yeah, that's why I had to rate it how I did. So that I made sure it got somewhere on the list. But it nearly missed out. It's fair points. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like Common Sense a lot as well. It's very much, um, it feels like a party summer album to me. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just got that vibe to it. And I definitely get what you mean. It's, you know as an entry to the game and the influence it's had on the rest of the scene, undeniable. I just always found, well, not always, I find um, Big Conspiracy more concise. I feel like he's saying a bit more. I feel like it's a bit more introspective. It's just a bit more interesting to me as a, as a body of work. Um, but each I used to own. think, But though, he didn't vote that... for it. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's not top 10. It's, it's not like... top 10 to me. Oh, well, you need to get on to what's number nine there because... <laughs> For this to come in at number nine yeah. in a UK rap list, yeah. I don't know what's going on. You two need to explain yourselves. What I was going to say, um, I used to think that Big Conspiracy was better produced, but listening to Common Sense today, I heard tracks like Leave Me and The Beat is incredible on that. I forgot the name of this other track. There's like a garage track, Plotting. Banger. Oh, Plotting's, yeah. Yeah, Plotting as well. Plotting's, plotting's hard. Mad. But yeah, no, Common That's Sense more is more relevant now. This is what I'm saying. He touched on UK garage vibes in there, realistically. He brought the Afro swing type Early. thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I feel like Common Sense is a better album. But listen, let's get on to original pirate material by the streets. What the fuck is this, you two? <coughs> Explain yourself. Who, who else had him in? I had him in as well. Or them in? Yeah. Kieran, do you want to go first? Or? I, no, don't do that. You go first. You explain yourself over there, Sean. I mean, I can explain it. But wait, hang on. Has Kieran decided, have you now decided that it's like not. Don't, don't, do, that. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Do your, don't do that. Do Kieran, don't even answer him. Just do your thing, Sean, and then let Kieran come with what he's saying. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, orig, original pirate material. Okay. So, we're going to come on to, you know, we're going to come on to Roots Manoeuvre. Bit of a spoiler. And that's someone that I think is one of the earliest examples of someone that was on a, unapologetically London but Mike Skinner in the streets was unapologetically English I don't think there was anyone at that time making any kind of hip-hop to fact like as in releasing a body of work out there to the wider population that was that English that was that UK I don't I don't see it and I think I tried to put myself in the perspective of someone from outside of London as well, hearing a Brummie accent, especially being someone from Birmingham, listening to that, rather than hearing either a London accent or what people were doing on garage tracks and jungle tracks or just the fake American accents that people were doing. To hear him and the way he was rapping with that accent was a big deal, I felt. Big, big deal. Kieran, have you got anything to add or do you want me to keep going? No, I think adding to that, like, it's not just how different and unique he was but like the echelon he was hitting as well like he came out straight away upper echelon with orchestration on his album but doesn't this tell and you that he had some kind of label back in that he yeah. had some kind of budget behind him that a lot of these other people why did does not that affect the pick though 
because why is that affecting because it's your not UK rap music it's just a guy rap, it's, this is basically Ed Sheeran before Ed Sheeran existed that's what you guys have pushed up into this list Ed Sheeran doesn't do spoken word rap like this though he will trust Damn, me it's coming that's wild man <laughs> it's coming <laughs> I'm baffled. Like, much, oh my god! Have you listened to Stay Positive recently? No. Classic. Why would I listen to Classic? That? I mean, production-wise, these are these are stripped-down garage beats with, like Kieran said, mm. things like orchestras, things like ska-esque horns, and things like that. This was like a kind of, I'm kind of done with the way garage is going. I'm gonna do this, but I love hip hop too, so I'm gonna merge this in there as well. There was nothing like it at all, and his rapping style as well is another thing where he was so so laid back, so nonchalant, to the point where it was almost spoken word, but it still sounded great. He still found pockets. He still had very slick lyricism in there. This is one of, this is one of if not the most unique albums and definitely rappers on this list. Without, I'll, I'll give you that. Shadow of a doubt. 100%. Yeah, I'll give you that as well. That's not not the most unique, but he's, he's different. Hmm. And, and One thing st- I've got to say though is that like the album is a mood, and like if you're not in the mood that the album is <laughs> giving you, you're not going to enjoy it. Like this album fluctuates for me. Sometimes it's like just like a mid eight or something. Other times it's a ten because like just the way the way it feels when you're actually in the mood is mad. Like you're hearing all these sounds everywhere and this voice you've never heard from other people before either. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of the content as well, it was like this mix of humor with honesty. And just like not being afraid to kind of just, you know, put yourself down and be like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a little bit of a waste, a little bit of a loser, but I've got something to say. He wasn't like trying to flash about with, you know, fancy jewellery or like I've got this car. Because he didn't have the money, person, that's why. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the beauty of it. There's loads of people out there. It's, I think it's like it's incredibly relatable to a huge demographic of just working class Britain, really. Mm. If anything, right, I feel like if, if we were to redo this list in 10 years' time, original original pirate material, because, you know, let's not be honest, he's 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 representing the white crowd here. If we're gonna if we're gonna replace him with somebody, yeah. And I, I know slow tie is not completely white, but it would be slow tie. For what the points you're saying is of strip down this type of beat, original this, da 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 da. But I've got to say, like, slow tie doesn't convey like this picture in such a cinematic way that not yet, the but, streets does but that's what i'm saying not yet but not he yet might anyway get there. he might get there but all right i i've i've kind of i've kind of exaggerated like my my take on original original pirate material just because i just don't feel like it's with the top 10 list it's got to be like timeless and it's like you said kieran you have to be in the mood for this album and i haven't been mm. in the mood for this album in my adult life and as a kid it just and sounded good yeah and that's the problem. I think that's the thing I found because when I was a kid, I really enjoyed this album as well. But going into it when prepping, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Not that I could tell it was. I could tell it was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not gonna like sit here and like slate it because I could tell. Like you can hear everything that's going on and what he's doing. You can. You know, it's a good album. I just probably wasn't in the mood for it and don't appreciate it. And like you said, Kieran, you've made a strong point there. Maybe when I am in the mood, I'll appreciate. I'll appreciate it much differently to how I did leading up to this so this is the thing like the next pick we did above this mm. actually is the exact reason why i put it low and like why i'm I'm off it right now like totally because it's like it just grates me the next album honestly 
But you voted yeah. for Wait, it. Wait, one one more thing. But you both yeah, voted for it, but I wouldn't now. I wouldn't now. I listened uh, to it this morning and it gave me a migraine. This is, I... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, one, one more thing before we move on to that album is that with, with Mike Skinner, Skinner, like, you know, this wasn't just some white guy that came in, did a bit of rap and then left. Or like, oh. you know, just did his whole did this whole sort of culture vulture thing. This is someone that was and is embedded in the culture. Wait, why is that music playing? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is someone that worked with Kano, took Gets on tour, worked with Gigs. Moving on. Moving on. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't get that one. No, finish, finish it. Finish it. You said I won't do it again. I won't do it again. I promise. No, I was, but I was like, I don't know whether to keep talking. Yeah, you have to. Adds to the vibe when you talk over the. No, no, but I was done, so I was like, I don't know what to say now. But email Sean at theguardian.com for all your album reviews and pushes and ones. Right, let's get to it. Let's just let's just get to it. Boy in the corner. Why does it grate you, Kieran? The sounds are horrible. <laughs> They're not appealing. Yeah. Like it's mixed disgustingly. Yeah. So it's like if this beat was mixed it's good, so it would actually bang. There's this one that I'm just like, no. <laughs> like I think it's actually stopped that because it's like I want to love that song and it's actually one of my favorites on that whole album. But it's like the mix is so grating that I don't want to play it anymore. Bearing in mind that grime is meant to like kind of be like ripping your head off or whatever, but it's like from an audio standpoint, it's got to be listenable. And this is what I've said mm. and I will continue to say till you know till whenever. Grime music was not appealing to me as a as a child or when I was growing up because the mixes were trash, like complete trash. Literally, like for mm. a decade, I've been thinking. Just the Rascals, the only well mixed and produced song on oh, that. Oh no, I love album, you is like, mixed well. I love you is mixed quite yeah, well. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, I love you is it's, brilliant. But I tell you what's mixed bad though. Still. But Live that's, O, that's the like, I can't it. listen to that song. Like, even though he's rapping really well on Live O, it's that horrible sound. Oh, it puts <laughs> that's me the off. worst. Yeah. Every time I listen to it, like, uh, oh, who wants to hear that malarkey in the background, man? No, Sean's like about to have a heart attack, man. But 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 we have to give the balance before Sean even speaks. Like it is a good yeah, yeah. like punk oh, anarchy kind of album. Yeah, but even punk music's mixed incredible. well. So I don't know where we're going with this because realistically, mm, all nah, these sound punk, proper oh, punk's not mixed. Look, well. look, look, wait, 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 wait. It is no, no, no. <laughs> From the standpoint of what punk is. music is, yeah, of these people are like fuck the system. They've made great sounding music that sounds punk. This is a grime album. All the sounds came in a computer, right? And it's just like they haven't even bought. It's like whatever was made when it was made when it was high in the studio is what we're hearing now all 10, 15 years later. And it's it's not really making much sense to me. But the thing is as well, hold on. Like the mix is one of the reasons why it's not great right now. But it's like I listen to Enter the Wu-Tang and love it because it's actually better music. The mix is actually worse than Boy in the Corner, I think. But, yeah, but they were making the that music way back so when, good. before before they yeah, had all Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and the thing is, they were very limited with what they could do, right? So realistically, half of them beats came out of a whatever, you know, a fucking MPC. One track's gone, and they've only got, you know, maybe another two or three tracks to record on for all of them to do their bars and whatever. So it was, it was a lot more limited. But with this... I feel like there needs to be a remastered version of this album and that and that might bump it up Definitely. for me. But because from a bar standpoint, mm. it's a great, great album, yeah. But like oh, yeah, 100 percent As a, when you're thinking about a whole album, you want to have something that's listenable, that you can not sit with, but you know what I mean that there's an environment where it can play and you're not gonna go and be like, oh God, like some of it's boring as well, you know. Like, oh no, 100%. There's a, there's a few songs well, that are yeah. genuinely really boring, and I'm just like 
I can't even listen to this. There's no energy in his raps in some of them, which is crazy because some of them are really energetic. It's just filler. If Dizzy was to to make an album, yeah, like a proper, like an effort at an album now, it would be amazing. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it without sounding rude, yeah? But like, this literally feels like he recorded it in the Estates and, you know... It, that's that's literally all it ever was. It's like he never was like, This is a body of work, this is an amazing thing. It's kind of like do you know what I mean? This is just fifteen studio it's sessions. It's like a mixtape. Yeah. Literally. Right. That's, yeah. That, I was waiting for someone to say that because I because before everything you were saying prior to that to me is literally just his personal preference. Because if you if you don't really if you're not feeling grime, if you don't really like grime, then this and any other grime, purely grime album is not gonna work for you. So that's fair enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything to that. But to say it's just fifteen tracks put together is wrong. It's completely wrong. It doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't start and end anywhere. This is an album. This is an album with an arc. It has an arc. If you go from sitting here to Brand New Day to Jezebel to do it, there is an arc. He starts off as someone who is completely pessimistic. He's depressed. He's anxious. He's got PTSD. He's watching the things going around him in the hood. He gets to Brand New Day where it's like, okay, look, there's a bit of positivity here, but there's all this shit still going on. If you go to Jezebel, but you think about the tracks that came before that with I Love You, with um, uh, uh, Round We Go, there's a lot of talk of like love and relationships. He gets to Jezebel and provides a very mature kind of complete stance on things like underage pregnancy and whatnot. And then you get to do it where it's like, you know what? You can, you can do it. It's a, a positive message. It's like, there's still this shit going on but I'm going to try and be the best person. I'm going to try and make something of myself. So to say that there's like just 15 tracks put together randomly is wrong. But <laughs> there's a definite you, character arc. The man that said about concise and all this kind of stuff previously, this is a 15 song album, yeah? Each song is over three minutes because back then it was acceptable to make songs over three minutes, right? But let's say into, by today's standards, this is a very, very long album, yeah? Are, are you not telling me there's, there's a, not at least five, maybe even six tracks that you could just take out of this and it, it's still mm -hmm. going to, it's, it's going to make it play better. For me personally, no, because I actually, I love it. That's why I put it as my number one. This is, this is to me, in my opinion, the greatest UK <laughs> rap album. No, no, it's not. Look, like I can say, I'm not precious about it. I'm not bothered. It's, it's opinion. It's not like I'm going to go and cry in a corner. It's just, oh, I didn't mean the pun there, but um, <laughs> that's that's your that's that's in terms of this cry in the corner, there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cry in the corner, yeah. Um, oh, if Drake did grime, um, all right, we need to sell that. Too. I there's there's two tracks on here, there's two tracks for me that don't actually fit within that arc that I'm saying, and one is Fix Up Look Sharp, and the other one is Just a Rascal. It doesn't mean this I don't like them I'm songs, saying. but they but that to me, those were the two clear radio. Mm -hmm. he I'm going for radio with these songs. He actually got mastered. I bet the other tracks didn't get it. This, this is what I'm saying. But I think that's When I said there's five, six tracks that could be taken out of this, when I said there's five, six tracks that could be taken out of this, yeah, I don't mean it's been taken out and thrown in a bin. I feel like they could have been an EP that would have made a, more sense. So I'm saying, sitting here, I love you, fix up, look sharp, and just a rascal. Those four <laughs> songs together could have made a nice little EP, but they're just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's wait, me. I'm coming from a critical standpoint of at this time in 2003, I was banging out Jay-Z. Do you know what I mean? I was banging out whatever I was banging out as a kid, like, you know, outcasts and that. And comparatively, when I was thinking like, oh, right, this is what my country makes. I was like, this is crap. Like, 
Not not mm. like crap. It wasn't in, on the level. Yeah, mm. not crap as in this isn't good music, but it's crap as in like if you'd have just gone and got these mixed professionally or something. Because there's there's other an example of a good mixed album that came out around the same time is um is fucking Theo's guy Kalashnikov. That album's mixed all right. Do you know what I mean it, it? You think? I think so. The beats are at least the lyrics is a different a different thing, but the beats are mixed well considering what the vibe he's going for. Because think about the grime music we have now, right? Get Kano, whoever else you want to talk about, Skepta. It's mixed well and it lands well. But this, the the mix is part of rating an album, surely. But we're talking about guys. You're, you're talking about Gets and Kenny. You're talking about guys that are like mid to late thirties. So is he uh, in now? A, in the genre. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. But he wasn't then. He was seventeen years old when he made this. Grime was a very, very new thing to the wider public. This album's not supposed to sound good. This is supposed to make your head hurt. This is supposed to make you want to trash your room up. Like, stop, I can't believe Stop That is not getting love. Stop That is one of the quintessential grime bangers. I'm sorry. Is it? I'm is sorry it really, it or is it the beat? And I, I feel been, like back in the day, you would hear you would hear the beats more than you'd hear the original song. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some beats that I don't even know what the original song was. No, I, I, I think his, I think his lyricism in that and throughout is, is what is a real draw to this album. That sort of mix between sarcastic and harsh, the sort of tongue in cheek. He's like introspective and conscious, but not in a pretentious way. He's again, like we said about slow tie, that fly on the wall thing. There's so many quotables, so many throughout that. No one's saying it's a bad album though. Like I'm saying it's no, like no, no, eight, I know, I know. eight out of ten or something. I'm so. coming from an objective standpoint, yeah. If I had to rank this out of 10 back then, I wouldn't know what to rank it because I'd be ranking it against, you know, because there wasn't much UK music out at the time. But if I had to rank it now, once again, from an objective standpoint, it's going to be like a six or a seven. But it's not going to be a six or a seven because I don't like it. It's just because it's not, it's not holding up the same way. It's of, it's not dated, but it's of a time. If that makes sense. There was something I wanted to go back to though, because you said about like, the rap music that was out at that time and how it wasn't really on a par with it. And I'm going to kind of relate it back to Kalashnikov. But I don't want to seem like I'm bashing him because I actually like him and I like that album, but something else for me with Kalashnikov that doesn't have that Dizzy had at the time was when it just came to vocals and delivery, I don't think that I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I don't think there was anyone UK or US at that time, 2003 with that same level of energy and originality in the way they were rapping. Dizzy's voice w- was and is incredible. Anybody that's relevant incredible. now was was rapping back then, not relevant, but was is big, big now, was was rapping back then. And who do you think, he was the young, do you know what I mean, the young offering of these people that, you know, that represent Newham. He is the representation of of a Getz and a Kano and a Wiley. Do you know what I mean? He is their, their golden child. I feel like they fed all the best parts of themselves into this one person. Yeah. And what's his name? Yeah. Jammer. All these people, all of BBK, all of these guys, they were putting all their hopes and dreams on him in the hope that he would give it back. But then he never gave it back, which is a whole different conversation. Oh, that's, yeah, a that's a different day. story. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's there's other there's other personal things with that. Why I think Dizzy went the path he did. But like you say, it's a well, different, it's the money, it's a different it? conversation. If you're all. coming from, from hardship mm. and you want to get out, let's be honest, man. This, it's uh, about money. It's, he's not coming from a place where it's like, you know what, I don't mind being at home or whatever. It's like, he's like, this place is shit. These men are saying, I'll give you money. He's like, let me take the money. I don't, I don't want to go too much into it because we weren't there and no one knows the real story. But I think a, a, a big part of it is also what happened to him out in Ayanapa. I think a 17, 18 year old kid going out there, getting stabbed, being out there with a bunch of olders, not really feeling mm. like he's got the, the support and the backing out there. Whatever happened, I don't know the full story. 
but I feel like he was kind of, and he said it in interviews before, he didn't want to be involved with any of that. He was kind of done with the scene at that point. And it makes me understand why he went the route he did. And he's tried to come back in terms, I mean, musically with his last two albums, and it's just not the same. I think that there was a, Boy in the Corner is one of those, like, it's his, for me, it's like the stars aligned and that's his peak and it, and it, he won't ever capture that again. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but no, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know how else to describe it other than he reached his peak when you he first came out the, the gates. The head. He, he, this is a good first album, right? But I think just to clarify as well, it's not my personal favourite on this list. It's not my personal favourite UK no, rapper no, of all that. time. I just think mm. if you take everything into consideration, to me, it's just, I, I'm not sure what else had the, was on the level in terms of a debut, but had the impact that it did. Because I actually think in terms of, if you if we're talking pure grime, I don't think it's ever been matched. Or it's no, ever the, been impact, the impact's huge. It's like you said with, in regards to his voice, because I remember when I Love You came out and how everybody oh. was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what is this? And it was, it was different. And the energy, I I heard yeah, the energy was something else. Yeah, exactly. And I remember yeah. watching it on Channel U thinking, ah, oh, who's, who's this guy? And then, but like you said, it there was big impact, so... There's no no discussion on that really. Without it, we wouldn't mm. have the scene we have today. At least, oh, not, yeah, at least not by now. But exactly. I don't know. I feel like I'm being unnecessarily harsh about it. But now we need to get no, on no, to no. to the a person who makes two appearances on this list for reasons that I'm not quite sure about. But yeah, let's get into this. I actually I actually thought that was going to get way more heated, but that was pretty pretty calm and collected. And so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> that was mature. Anyway. We can get him a MIA. If you want. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> MIA. So we got two albums on the list. We got her first two. Oh, you're giving away the bait, man. I'm trying to build suspension. No, I'm joking. Go on. Oh fuck. No, I'm joking. <laughs> suspension, you know. No, just... Suspense. Yeah, go on. Um I, I wanted to ask Kieran a question just about MIA in general. I just want to throw it out there. Um I think it's undeniable the impact that she's had on music and and I think that especially a record like Carla is you can put it on today and it just completely fits in. It's not, it's not um, dated in any sense, but when we're talking rap, are these top 10 greatest UK rap album worthy? When is it a rap, rap album? Cause it has, it feels mm, dancing. Dancing. Yeah. question. It feels a very dancing. good question. Yeah. Rap is a technique though. We're not talking about a genre. And she definitely raps. She raps in the same way you could say Mike Skinner's a rapper. Ooh, Do you know what I mean? Again, that's a very good point. And, yeah, um, back I, I think no, because when I listened to all ten in in like from top to bottom, and I was like, Do you know what? These actually are really similar rappers in the way that they're actually coming so different to every UK rapper that we're questioning are they even rap music anymore? But the fact mm. is, they 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 all are on this list. Realistically and... as well. Sorry to cut you, Kieran, but it's like, you want to talk about Dizzy being punk and all this type of stuff. Arguably, she's kind of punk too. She's got that... No, she, she very she much is. is. She reminds me heavily of The Clash. Heavily of The Clash. Big time. Mm -hmm. Because The Clash... I mean, not in the... You know, when The Clash first came out, they were very much punk. But they got criticised because they, they went beyond the genre. You know, they made albums like London's Calling and they made songs, you know, like Rock the Casbah, things like that, which were not punk at all. They went beyond but they served better for it. But they still maintained quite poignant content as well. And I think whilst MIA doesn't sound stereotypically punk in terms of the, the music and the aesthetics, what she's saying, like the content, is 
Yeah. Literally, like, that's... um. If any album, if we're talking like, what is she a good rapper on? It is Arula, which is the pick we're talking about right now. And it's because like, A, her style is like this playground singing rap style. And that's why it blew in America, because it was like, wow, we can sample her voice. Even to this day with the Nerd album, they sampled her again. And the other thing is the messages, like Sean was saying, that she says, like, you could listen to Arula many times and still not get every reference she's making especially the final track mia where she's talking about all this political stuff like uh, are you a follower or whatever stuff like that it's just it's mad she had a mm. lot to say in a time yeah. i think like like she said enough to get blacklisted to be honest and i think that's kind of what might have happened to her with later on in her career mm. she was kind of saying she was not saying the same things you know what I was saying about Kalashnikov, how he was saying things that were very near the mark and very like, brutally honest. And that's maybe why he didn't get to that next stage and kind of, you know, sign with a big label and things like that. Maybe that's why they didn't want to touch him. I feel like she somehow managed to get her way into a label and then just pissed mm-hmm. them the hell off and worried the hell yeah. out of them the stuff she America was saying. America cancelled yeah. her, I think. And like, she she was sick. She she blew in America. Like, that's not mm-hmm. even a common thing for a UK rapper. I think out of all the artists on this list... She probably is the biggest in America. Maybe Skepta's getting close, but I was going to say, yeah, Skepta might yeah, be. But I, uh, yeah, Skepta close. would be close, but I do agree. I do think MIA is the biggest out of all of them yeah, um, yeah. in terms of going over, well, across the pond, as they like to say, but mm. definitely. And we know what, like America's was... the global sphere as well yeah, of yeah, like exactly. media yeah, digestion. I think the difference between her and Skepta in terms of the popularity is Skepta obviously made a very conscious effort going out there around, what was it, like 2014-ish time and was out there going to radio stations, handing a mixtape around, just kind of starting from the ground up and then worked with big names out in America. It feels like MIA wasn't really doing that, especially rappers. There's no big name rappers on her first two albums other than Timberland, but Tim, yeah, you know, that was more, Timberland was as a producer, yeah, but uh, producer she, wise, she, yeah. she did it in a different way, which mm. is even more impressive in a way, I guess, in terms of how popular she became. But Sam is right um, though. It is like, it, this is dance music. The whole oh, album yeah, yeah. is dance from the get-go. Like mm. it starts for skit and you're like, okay, well, it's produced, you can just move to this. It's produced by Diplo. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Diplo isn't a, a hip-hop producer, but at the same time, he's a very good producer. So he, it's, mm. you know I mean, if this album was produced by somebody else, maybe they would have made more hip-hoppy beats. But yeah, yeah. she's definitely rapping. Do you know what I mean? That's not. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lie to us. No, I'm glad you made the comparison between her and Mike Skinner because, yeah. Well, that's what I got when I was listening through the, the top 10. I thought it was a brilliant point from Kieran because that's yeah. exactly what I felt when I was listen, listening to MIA. I could relate it to Mike Skinner, how they, they are definitely rapping on their album, but they're doing it in their sort of. Well, it's different, isn't it? But you cannot say you cannot not listen to it and say that they're not rapping because they are rapping. It's clear. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. It's just different because it's not it's not embodied in this whole like oh hit this flow, do this thing, hit this pocket. It's like mm-hmm. it's like mm. you said, Sean before. It's like spoken word. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but then that leads me to the other question, which is which is the better rap album? Because we're doing a rap album, Ooh, next, which is the better rap album? Well, wait, we've got to go in sequence, surely. But I mean, it's probably for me, it's MIA, the the AIM album. Sorry, that's I, interesting. Carla and Arula oh. are, are um, great albums, but as a rap album, 
She's rapping a lot more on AIM. I don't know when you guys last listened to it, but she's actually rapping, rapping. She's rapping a lot. But I chose Carla because the rap songs that are on Carla are so good that I feel like it trumps all of her content elsewhere. Like even mm. just Paper Planes, which is actually quite a light one. There's other rap mm. tunes on Carla that are crazy. And it's like, what? it's far and few because she does a lot more singing in that album. She also studio, worked yeah. with, with hip hop producers in Carla. That's mm-hmm. that's what gave it a more hip hop feel. She worked with Timberland, yeah. she worked with Black Stars. So yeah. it's like Yeah. That's why it fell higher for me. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 I prefer the debut personally, but yeah, Car- as the rap album, I I put Carla ahead. But I, I did prefer the debut, but after listening to them back and forth, I prefer Carla to a ruler, yeah. to be honest with you. Oh really? So, yeah, I, d- I definitely do. I think there's just a lot more, you, a, a lot more on Carla. I really do. It, it, it just gives me a nice vibe, and I just think she's doing. I don't it's know. It's an elevation. Sounds, like yeah, her artistry is, is yeah. a lot better. Like she's making mm. records instead of like rap tracks, which yeah, is definitely. what like Arula yeah. does a lot. Yeah. Do you know what song on there I really like? Really like is Jimmy. Jimmy's mad. <laughs> Jimmy's crazy. I love that song. I'm trying to like work it into a playlist. So next time, I, when we can actually have barbecues and parties and whatnot, just to slip that in and see how people see. The thing to is, it. like, her, her rap is so pop as well. And like, Jimmy's a good example of that. She's rapping on it, but it's such a poppy way that it's like, what's going on? Yeah. I love it. And the other one, the other song I like off the first album is Sun Showers. Mm. I really like yeah, Sun Showers. That's a summer tune. Um, Roots Maneuver. So just to, just before I say what I think, had any of you been listening to Roots Maneuver before we did this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew, yeah, yeah. A little I, bit. That's what yeah. I actually yeah. remember. No, I, I voted Run Come Save, with, Save Me instead of the first album. So I was mm. listening to them beforehand. Mm. But before we um before we shared our lists, I had Run Come Save Me because that's the album that I've had the longest. That's the first mm. one. That was my introduction to him ages ago and that I've been listening to. And I'd heard this one a while back, but obviously it wasn't the right time. And I listened to it again in preparation. And I was like, oh, shit. Because for me, it was, I had to remind myself that it was 1999 <laughs> when it came out. That is a long time ago. And if time, you think though. about, yeah. it's a long time ago, mm-hmm. a long time ago. And people often say that like, kind of like Dizzy's the starting point or if they know about, you know, original pirate material, they'll say that. But if you think about what UK hip hop was like prior to this, now I know there's people like, is it Rodney P., um, smiley culture, you might have someone like General Levy from uh, the jungle world. Who did Return of the Mac? Uh, whoever that guy is, uh, oh, was what, he British? Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> Mark Morrison. Yeah, he's British. I swear to you, yeah, Mark oh, Morrison's wow. British. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's I, swear British. To you. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking no, more is. someone like, uh, I was thinking of um, what's his name from Massive Attack, oh, tricky yeah. okay. people like that. So, you had you had um, rappers that were very influential and whatnot, and you would consider UK. But I feel like with Roots Maneuver, and I've said it before, he was just unapologetically London. He was not afraid to rap in his South London accent with the kind of patois. And I think he's Jamaican. I think he's got Jamaican. Yeah, he is. He's got a Jamaican background. Intertwining that in. And again, like I said, we've heard it before. We, We had some people that would kind of dabble in it and whatnot. But I don't think to this extent, a full album, body of work, hip-hop as well we're not talking about jungle we're not talking about garage anything like that a hip-hop record where the guy was completely authentic was just a a big big deal and i don't know whether he is a direct influence on the people i'm about to say or sorry name 
but I feel like that album, directly or indirectly, broke down a door for the likes of a Klashnikov, a Ghost Poet, a Little Sims, a Lil Kana, people like that. Even whether, Jay whether Huss. Or not he, Jay Huss he, with the rap you voice. You could say that, yeah. It's so yeah, similar. You could say that. But I, I mean, and then if you think about what he went on to do with Run Come Save Me and um, like the track Witness and how big that still is, you still hear that on flipping adverts and whatnot. The fact that he apparently had an influence on dubstep with his music too. Um, I just felt like this album had to be in there. That's why I had it so high. It's just great. Oh, it album. definitely had to, it definitely had to be in there. It's the influences, it's like you album. said, and it, it's a fantastic album when you listen to it. And mm. it's like the people you mentioned, the influences are there. It, it basically showed anyone that you can mix your, you know, it, because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of diversity in this country. You can mix mm. your, you can mix your backgrounds into this music and make it your own and make it authentic for yourself. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He knocked down that barrier. That's why when Kira mentioned Jay Huss, I think that's a brilliant mention because Jay Huss has mm. knocked, knocked down the door further because he's got that influences from Roots Manava and brought that African swing in because like Sam said before no one was doing that before when he came with um, not to that extent not to that extent and then he comes with that and now now all you hear is that Afro swing (laughs) that is coming through and it it just it keeps knocking Mm. down barriers and it all starts from that album I believe although although, sorry not to go off on too much of a tangent but someone who was um, proudly African or proudly Nigerian was Skepta from early he was very much, he would yeah, say it, true. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The difference with Jay yeah. Huss was the sound. It was like, yes, you know, it exactly. was the accent, it was the the language, it was everything. Um, it's the feel, it's the it's vibe just, that you get. Yeah, you, you yeah, get the yeah. African vibe. Like Skepta is proudly Nigerian and he always says it, but do you truly get that? I don't no. know, that, you don't get that Grand. sort of, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't get that feel. Like I'm half Nigerian myself and knowing that sort of feel, like Jay J, J Huss, like you just hear it. You hear that African mm. influence in his music. And so, I'm talking early Skepta, by the way, not... Um, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Now, but yeah, 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 yeah. But if you like... I do want to... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Kieran. No, go on. Oh, no, I was going to give the ca- the counterpoint because I feel like we need to just get the balance in now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like although it is ahead of its time, like sound-wise, it's all soundscaping, it's, it's a vibe. I do think, like, there's some filler tracks on it and also the songs go on too long as well. Like, some songs are five minutes and I'm like, I would have liked if this was just three or even shorter sometimes as well. Mm. Um, for something it's so long, there's bound to be like fillers and like some tracks I'm just having to press next because I'm like, I've been sat here a bit too long now. Back in this day, you're paying all 10, 15 pounds for a physical disc. You want to feel like you've got your money's worth. So I feel like back in the day, if an album was less than an hour, people mm. were like feeling like they got short okay. chains. And as an artist, you felt yeah, like yeah. you had to deliver one, a lot of tracks mm. and, and two okay. long tracks. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's yeah, a product yeah, yeah. of the time. It's the marketing yeah. necessity of it, right? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean, though, Kieran, because there's a track on there that I like, but it does go on a bit, and it's um, is it Cornmeal Dumpling? Yeah. Which, yeah. do you know what? As, as original as he was, I could still hear his kind of influences from the US, and that track for me could sit right next to something like Watermelon off Common's album, Resurrection, just the, the whole vibe of it. But I think, for me, I, I agree with you. There are, there are definitely, I, I don't know about filler, but tracks that are kind of noticeably not on the level you know, of others. Do you know what it is? It's, maybe it's not filler, but yeah, the highs are so high. Like mm. the final What's track, Motion 5000. Oh, it's crazy. It's, like, it's unbelievable. The that beat, sounds like a street yeah. stream as well, actually, the production. Uh, it's, it's, I know what you mean, Kieran, yeah, because the highs are ridiculously high because mm. it, it just leaves you like, oh my God, this is just fantastic. And in some it's, tracks, it's you like, just feel yeah. like you're going on a wave because it's not he, on that same level. 
he raps like as good as Karis One in so many moments. I'm like, this is it's this is unreal. It's really it's so UK, you said that. right? It's so UK yeah, because, what he's doing. No, I'm glad you said that because uh, uh, the track for me in particular that made me f- make this comparison was uh, Jungle Things Proper, where for me, I just was like, this is like Chuck D. This is the UK Chuck D, but not in like a you're biting Chuck D way. It was like, this is the equivalent. The things he's saying, the kind of power in his voice. I was like, this is, you know, this is public enemy-esque, but it's not because he's he's rapping over these really kind of minimal bass heavy beats. Um, but for me, the two the two tracks that really stand out is have any of you deeped inner track four? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. That has got to be the earliest depiction of gentrification I've heard in UK rap music, where this guy is just painting this vivid picture of what it's like to be in your area and just feel like you're not it's not yours anymore. And that it's just the, the vibe is off. I don't think I've heard a track before that from this country to do it that well anyway. Crazy. And then that the storytelling on um strange behavior where he's talking yes, about the, the woman he's not seen favorites. in a while and then goes to her heart house and she just whips out the heroin it's like what? the, the, the storytelling story is so vivid like <laughs> that's biggie level storytelling i was just yeah, like yeah. what and then movements like as an opening track the vibe it creates it's like this really sort of paranoid eerie feeling like it's almost like he's walking down the road hood up raining pitch black and you know, you've got like one earphone in because you don't know if someone's going to come behind you and jump you. It's just got that weird, I don't know, it's a bit like anxiety inducing. Yeah, but I, I love it. Why hasn't this album been celebrated more? It's over 20 years old now. Why has it not been celebrated more? It's a good question. I'm not going to even lie to you. I don't even know the answer to that because it should not, be. And I don't know the answer. Lack of promotion, maybe. because It's people gone don't gold say, or like, silver or something. I just looked. Yeah. That's decent. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's also probably, it's also the first UK rap album I'm aware of that got critical acclaim in the States. I think Pitchfork gave it 9.5, which is ridiculously high. Wow, that's that's good. And yeah. they and they trashed Run Come Save Me as well. Whoever wrote that trashed it, gave it like a four point something. I've read that so, review, it's horrible. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, why it's, do they trash it? I don't, that's ridiculous, yeah. man. But there's, but Phil, there's that, you know, that kind of, and it still happens today because I heard someone on a podcast over in America talking about drill. And there's this like, they look at us as if we're all speaking in the Queen's English, sipping our tea. Yeah, well, they guns are illegal, that, so they? we don't have guns and all this shit. And there was like this, this air of like you're copying us, like you don't do it as good as us. And that re- that review of the second album was like that. It's it, Kieran, how disrespectful is it? It's like he's it's like they, they, it's crazy. Like the review is like a trolling letter they're writing that Karis yeah. One writes to Roots Maneuver saying, this album is trash, you're copying me on every track. It's, not, it's, it's mad. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's almost as if they believe there's yeah. not room for two things to, to coexist. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's either yeah. one or the other. And it's like, yeah. the problem is with, with UK music is it will, f- well, until we make it a priority, because yeah, it's never, we're not, I don't think it matters if we blow in the US or not. But until we make UK, we are now, we're making UK music a priority now. But until we make it a priority, it will always be in the shadow of US music. Because it doesn't, it's not like US music is like so much better now. The beats are the same quality. The rappers are the same quality. It's just a matter of choice now. You could easily throw Mm. a party now Mm -hmm. with all UK music for for the whole five, six, seven hours you have that party. And it's all going to be bangers. There'll be no low points. But people are just so ready to have the American music. And the other way around, mm. it's not happening. They're not in there like, yo, play fucking Jay Huss. They don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But outside of the I'm US, tr- people listen to a lot more 
UK music. In France, they do. This is turning into a really, uh, this is a really interesting conversation because now you've got me like rattling my brains as to why this didn't do as well as it did. I'm wondering if it is literally just the fact that there was nothing, nothing, like I say, this authentically British or London and people just weren't ready for it at the time. I'm not asking why it didn't do well. I said, why is it not more celebrated? Is it because oh, right, people don't mean, know about um, it? Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's coming yeah, out at yeah. the same time as all these other big US rappers were dropping their debuts and whatever. But like, this did well for a UK rap album in a time where there was, in my knowledge, no UK rap. Mm. Do you yeah, know what I'm thinking? It's one of the only things that at that time. So you are right. I don't know why it's not being celebrated more. I really don't. It should be. I, I'm I'm wondering if it got lost in the whole. Like, let's face it, Grime. When Grime first came on the scene, it exploded on. Like it, it kind of took over in a sense and became the forefront of not even just um, rap music in this country, but was just a, a, had a huge impact on culture in general. And there became a fixation with grime being dead. You know how, you know, when all the, the big names in grime went off and made the pop records and all that. And there was this period of time where grime was dead, quote unquote. Grime was like, it, people fixated on it. It was like the only kind of form of UK rap that was in that sort of popular mainstream realm and I just wonder whether some of these important UK hip-hop records got swept under the rug a bit because people were so fixated with grime and or grime's journey and whatnot I don't know I'm not sure I don't know if that's the right is it answer, aspect, but... an aspect of it being boom bap as well because I feel like UK boom bap music isn't celebrated really it definitely wasn't before it like I say because people were just putting on silly American accents or the or the production was just so much trying to emulate, you know, whether it be Primo or Dr. Dre or Q-Tip, whatever. It was, it was just so not UK. But this one with the dub elements, it, it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I still I, I listen to a track like Clockwork, and I can hear Most Def rapping on that easy. Most Def would kill that beat, but it didn't feel like it was trying to be Most Def. It didn't feel like it was trying to be American. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like as well with this that this album, all the beats were made for him. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like he was going and finding a beat like you can online and mm-hmm. being like, I want to sound like this guy, that guy, especially back in 1999. Yeah. He was in a very insular place where he might have been listening to whoever he was listening to growing up and whatever. And this is the album he wanted to make. Do you know what I mean? So this is the type of beats he, he requested or make because it says on here that he produced some of them, which I didn't really know. But yeah, I feel like it's it's mm. not a copycat thing. Where, where what's yeah. his name? Kalashnikov is a copycat album of, of the US scene. This isn't. To me, Oof, copycat, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's a similar thing with I was gonna say Jest as well. Like mm. he does what Klashnikov does, mm-hmm. um, definitely. But he is sick as well. Like that's really high quality boom bap UK rap. But that mm. came out in two thousand ten. Yeah. And the thing is, if in a time when yeah. there, there was yeah. room for you to oh, make yeah. your own type of music, or well, two thousand eleven mm. or something like that. Yeah, Jest. Yeah, it did. It was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven, something like that. Yeah. Jest yeah. came out. Yeah. With those, there, there was room for him to make his own sound. It's just like I feel like he took the easy route and was like, oh, boom bap, boom bap is where it's at. And just to kind of clarify, I don't think there was anything wrong with like a Klashnikov or a Jest doing it that way. You can make whatever music you want. I just think it just it's hard to, um, you know, like when you hear a really good UK, I don't know, maybe it's just me. When I hear a really good UK rap album, I almost feel proud. It's like oh, well, you do because it's a city. It's the city. It's city. Ignore me. It's the country that we live in, and and yeah. you and you know, and you can refer it to the country 
that we live in, when you listen to like, like you said, Kalashnikov, it doesn't sound like it's from this country. Like, it sounds like he's wanting to rap over something that's over the US, and you, you don't yeah. have that. What's Just the fine. right word? You don't have that sort of I don't know connection to it. You yeah. want to be connected because this is the country we live in. We want our yeah. like UK artists to do well, don't we? So yeah, and I think that is built upon the the way we're received by the US and the way we're spoken about because it's you know. Yeah the rap hip hop started in the, in the States. So they definitely have this kind of claim over it. I mean, it's, it was bad enough over there. New York used to like turn their nose up at, at LA, at the South, at the Midwest. Um, so it's only natural that it became US kind of looks, looks down on. That's the, that's the nature. Us, that's the nature yeah, of, yeah. of rapping. It's like, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. So yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't deny it for what it is. No, I think they're starting to realize now though, gradually, I think we've had our our scene is um more it feels like it's a bit more varied than the US and I think even like if you there was there's a, been a couple of years where I feel like we had stronger years in terms of the bodies of work we put out as well so I, I, right I kind there. of agree with that but I feel like as yeah. well the 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 thing is now it's it's as much as some people don't want to don't want to admit it it's like the UK is actually influencing the US now like it's turned on its head hundred yeah. percent, it's turned yeah. on its head. Because look at a pop smoke, mm-hmm. and realistically, yeah. yeah, drill happened in the US first, <coughs> but it took off over here, and he was influenced yeah. by us and by French people as well at the same time. So it's like US people have their own issues to sort out. They need to get all these little, little, little people out of the fucking way. <laughs> oh, preach, preach. Be done with that every year. <laughs> okay, well, should we uh, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I put this in there because I feel like it was a moment and it was a big cultural moment for the resurgence, not of grime, but of UK music in quality and not notoriety, but remember that thing he did in Shoreditch where he turned up and performed live and all that kind of stuff and did shut <laughs> yeah, down and all that. That was crazy. That yeah. was mad. It brought, it brought yeah. something back. Like it, it marked something that I, I can't quite put my finger on completely, but that's why it was in my top 10. You know what? It is a historic moment. And like when you frame it like that, I always think like, okay, I don't rate this album like critically, like the ones we've mentioned already, but the his- like the moment it created was crazy. Incredible. And what what is more British than having, you know, a fucking postage stamp as your album artwork? Yeah. 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 I mean, I say that no, I say that right. in, in jest, but it's like for me, as a UK rap album, it has to have had some kind of impact on the scene that has changed the trajectory of things or changed that person's, you know, life as in it's like they've blown up. Now that doesn't make it mainstream or, or anything, but let's, let's be honest before this Skepta didn't really have any albums. You know what I mean? He didn't have any, mm-hmm. any projects where you'd be like, Oh, this is a project type thing. Like, yeah, microphone champion, whatever, doing it again, whatever, blacklisted, whatever. But this is like, Whoa, you have to take this in. Mm. And it's some of the best yeah. features well, I've Black- heard in a while. Well, Blacklisted was a start, wasn't it? I remember he did that YouTube video where it was just him staring at the screen talking about, I think, like his career trajectory and just, I don't know, it seemed like he was going through something. And then Blacklisted came out and we were getting like the odd song here and like the singles and whatnot. And then it was it was when um, That's Not Me came out where I was like, oh, shit, like what's, what's going on here? I haven't heard anything like this in a while. Well, I had because it was... Because it, it's um, it samples Pyres by Wiley, doesn't it? 
Am I right there? Um, no, I think I'm right. But I mean, I just hadn't heard that energy in a very long time, probably since something like Next Hype. I, I hadn't heard something like that. Um, I remember walking into the flipping SU at uni and hearing it and being like, why are they, why are they playing like grime in it? And, and then the guy I lived with at the time was like, have you not heard this? So like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a new Skepta song. Like, no, really? This is the thing. That's it's still, Even to this day, though, I, I put it on today and I was like, wait, this song actually still gasses me. <laughs> oh, most of it gasses me. How, how, how many times have I said, I put it on the other day, I, I flipping wanted to throw the chair out the window. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Gasses me way too much, man. I go into it. That, know, that little pocket started. towards the end oh, of the album of yeah, man shut down and that's not me. Amazing. And that's what yeah, really lifted, that's what lifted yeah. this album yeah. to where yeah. it got to. And Definitely. that's why Definitely. I'm glad it's ended up where it ended up. It's in the top five, but I don't know why you guys didn't pick it if we're talking about impact and all this kind of stuff. And well, yeah. you can see Do you know what it was? It on my list. I'm sure it's on my list. Yeah, if it's yeah. not, then I'll hold my hands. Yep, yeah, there we go. You know what it is for me? It kind of alludes to what Kieran said is that I tried to um, just kind of, I know I, sh- I shouldn't really do it, but I, tr- I took in the music on its own um, and listening to, listening to it now almost five years later, you don't have all the kind of moments going on around it. It did give me memories and whatnot, but I just felt like I, as a body of work, like it doesn't really have a, it doesn't really set a kind of consistent vibe like a, a brand new second hand does. It doesn't really have a character arc like a boy in the corner. And it doesn't really have a story like original pirate material. It's just a collection it of just, bangers. That's literally all it, it is. It is, yeah, yeah, is. yeah. And I don't want to disrespect it. It's a, it's a great album and it's a moment. It's, you know, to be honest, it's arguably the... Oh, I feel like I shouldn't really say this. This is what brought Drake right, over here. That's not like... This is I, what yeah, brought no, Drake true. over here. It did, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, it, can't, it feels like it might be the biggest moment behind boy in the corner in terms of impact because it was huge this was huge this was definitely a resurgence of other... seeing people in tracksuits in that people you know what i mean cheeky oh, nando's crowd back back in the tracksuits yeah. big time <laughs> but it just uh, yeah in terms of maybe kieran will explain it better but just the in terms of the music itself there's a there's quite a few albums on this list that are behind it that i would personally just put ahead of it well obviously it didn't make my top 10 but yeah but we're coming from a, a standpoint of analyzing, you know, the bars, the beats, the this, the the story arc and whatever. But it's like, undeniably, out of all the albums we've got on here, this one has the most bang, not the most bangers, but the most banging bangers on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. All below yeah. this, there's no like, there's no album on it that's got like three, four tracks that are a 11 out of 10 type vibe. Mm. No, that, see, I disagree, but... And I, I think I know what you mean. I'm not public appeal, but for wider appeal, they don't. If we're, if we're talking about yeah, I know numbers and statistics from a standpoint yeah. here, so I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's a bit high up on the list. If we're gonna try keep it authentic, of like, you know, this is a list of like these are the the best of the best that nobody could ever touch type things. Where it's like, I feel like if we came back in five years and redid this list, Kanichiwa would still be in it, but some of these other albums may not hold up. Oh, hold on, I feel like Skepta can top that album as well. I was gonna say he's made better albums, but. Yeah, they haven't had the same impact, and I feel like that's where me yeah, and Sean that, agree yeah. on this: is the impact. The the impact's incredible, though. That's the, that's the thing that I just it it really was a moment. It really was like it's an un, it's undeniable impact. That's the thing. That's why it's so high and why it's on this list. I feel like mm. I try and avoid impact when I'm mm. judging, um, just because that's actually really personal and like momentary yeah. as well. But it's you can't avoid it with this album. It I'm massive. just thinking of things like. 
you remember when Kanye played at the Brits and brought out all the that, that was crime crazy. people? That was mad. And obviously shutdown came about kind of after that. But then I don't know if no one speaks about this. No one speaks about this. Do you remember when Good Music and Boy Better Know did a show in Camden? Together. Oh, I, can't, I, I can't remember that, man. You need to go on YouTube and watch this. I'm talking back-to-back tracks. It was Good Music. and I'm, Kanye was there. <laughs> like the, you know, it was good good music in full and Boy Better Know going back to back, playing a show at the Coco or something like that. I don't know why it doesn't get talked about more, but these are the things that were happening around that album. You got things like when he um, when he uh, replied to, uh, what's his name, Devil Man and did Nasty. Do you remember that? The video where he's got like that, some that video is blue crazy. room. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man, there's so many on, things you could bring up. <laughs> <laughs> and then was and and then we didn't talk about it ain't safe as well. That to me, when oh, I first heard it ain't safe, safe, I was like, this is exactly what I want to hear from a UK and a US artist. Mm-hmm. This was like the, the perfect alignment of sound. I just thought, and and Skepta's the only person to to cross over properly. Like he's got songs with with um, ASAP Rocky that still work and all this kind of stuff. You know they all I mean? bang. They oh, all yeah, bang. They, yeah, all of them. Our namesake, our namesake, which is quite ironic that we're, we're not technically named after this. The name, to be honest, let's explain this now. Me and Sean have been floating around with the name The Grey Area for a while, like for a long, long time. Since we went to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. it's just been in our head that we should have some kind of show or thing or a blog that was called The Grey Area for the reasons that mm. are stated in our introduction, which you guys obviously have listened to if you've made it this far. Yeah. But um, yeah, Little Sims. I feel like this is our mm. spirit at Open. <laughs> Grey area. If you want to understand That's... us, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. um, Sam, what do you think about it? Because you're the only one that didn't vote for it. Do you know what's hilarious, right? I've seen her live, right? About four years ago now, I've seen her live. And I thought, this is an amazing rapper. Like, I hope she blows up, not knowing that she'd already blown up. <laughs> I didn't know. Imagine, I didn't know that that was Little Sims. When I was looking at her, I was like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, this, this, this girl here... Yeah, you know I mean this this girl here from from London or whatever. She she really deserves to pop off. And then, yeah, I didn't realize that she had like a you know a pretty decent track record behind her. Because I I feel like when I saw her performing, she only had. Um, let me look at the track. Let me look at her discography here. Yeah, she only had a Curious Tale. Stillness in Wonderland hadn't come out, or it just come out, or something like that. So she hadn't really popped off, popped off. But I imagine Sean would have told me about her from before because Sean's been hot on Little Sims for a little while now. Yeah, I have, but I've, it was never like, there wasn't, um, just for whatever reason, there wasn't an album that I was sitting with or that I loved. I think it just came down to timing. It was this one. It was this project where for the first time, a body of work, I just kept on playing it over and over again when it came out, over and over again. I liked this album, right? And if I if I had to rank it, it would be like a, an eight or a nine. Like it's a very, very good album. But you know what it is for me? I feel like she's got a better album inside her. Yeah, that's interesting. But but a lot of things came together to make this album really well. Like it's so concise and you hear the record she's made and collated like this kind of like this punky world. She found this flow that she just basically repeats on all of the songs. And it's like, she says it in the 101 FM, like I found the flow like Buster Rhymes or something like that. Like this is her moment she's saying where Mm. like, she's found 
a formula that's perfect. And I, I want to say this I'm, as well. People need to get out of this mind state of like, oh, female rappers and male rappers. It's like, no, you're yeah. just a rapper. And this, and this no, is a, yeah, can we agree? Can we agree that? on that? Like, we never no, do that. We never. Yeah, no, we don't do this because, because no, but the, the I, I just look at do. this like an album. Yeah, mm. I just look at this as an album. I don't. Com, com, there's no difference between female rappers and male rappers. It's just rappers mm. and rappers. If you just want exactly. to put it like yeah. that, and, and this album, exactly. this album's solid because out of, her, out of the, all the new the, school people, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, because her flow is so gravitating. Even like you said with Kieran, that she's found a. It's I don't know. You just gravitate towards that flow, and the whole vibe throughout this project is just. Ah, oh, it's just amazing. It feels so polished to me. It's just the, the sound, yeah, everything, yeah. the way she just gets into her pocket, like a quarterback gets into her pocket, and they they just mm. they just know they're just they there. They own it. They, yeah, yeah. They they can see everything there, and she's just in her lane, and she knows what she's doing, and that's you know, the vibe that you get. Ken, Kendrick co-signed her. Like out of all UK rappers, he co-signed her. Saying, yeah, because she's an artist. The one he's listening to. It's not about being mm. a great bar. This is the thing with Dizzy's, right? He's a great bar. He's a great rapper. Same with Chip. Great bar. A great rapper. But it's like, are you an artist? Can you? Because mm. I don't remember. I think Sean might have said it, or maybe even Kieran said it. Ten tracks, in and out. Do you know what I mean? In and out. She gives you the vibe. You get the vibe. You you understand who she is. You don't have any questions or qualms about what she sounds like, or what she's capable of. But like for Kendrick to co-sign, that shows you that one of the best current people over there is seeing what we're doing over here and going, well, this person's this person's at the top, really if you want to talk about mm. who's at the top. But for me personally, the reason why I didn't put this in my top 10 is because I never sat with it. And, you know, for various reasons that I won't get into, I didn't sit with it. But it's just like, for, for me, it's definitely a great album. It's just not in my personal top 10. But yeah, it, could, yeah. it could easily be, yeah. you know, in my top mm-hmm. 20, quite easily, quite high up in the top 20 as well. Mm. Yeah. But Kieran, I'm going to go back to something you said, where you said it was like, it felt like her moment. I remember the first time I heard it, and I'm listening, just kind of getting into the first track. And then when she said, I'm Jay-Z on my on my bad day, Shakespeare on my worst day, I went, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, it's just, we are yeah, in for yeah, something. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's just so braggadocious. It's like, I am the shit. And now I'm about you, to show you. Do you know what the problem is? Her moment coincided with like, I mean, beep his name, but it coincided with biggest moment as well you ain't and got it the kind answers, of like man you ain't got because, the answers I, you, you ain't got you, the answers you, 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 you this, ain't got the answers sorry I'm from, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why i don't like i'm like damn he's like overshining this artist that is so much better than him as a rapper as an artist they're the same age that they're, con- they're contemporaries right this is this generation of rappers and she's not number one because of him I was pissed. Wait, hang on. Did when? Hang on. So when you say he got in the way, in what sense? <laughs> well, she drops her album was, what beginning of 2019, and he drops his but, end of the year. So what? What do you mean? What about first album? I feel like that was living over her kind of like buzz as well. Like, I don't think she ever got that number one spot for a UK rapper because was living in that the past few years but, but right. is it a question of of popular music versus like amazing music because no this is the thing i'm saying if like grammys was like what uk rapper deserves best new artists they would give it to instead of lil sims and that pisses me off because yeah, i feel like doesn't make she's any sense, does so it? sick yeah. doesn't make any sense from an objective yeah. standpoint it just makes a sense from a numbers yeah. standpoint which is not literally yeah not making sense um yeah i get you now kieran i thought you meant that so, I, because I remember when this came out, it was like March 2019. 
I thought you meant to drop something around that time and overshadowed it. But what you mean is, is his buzz was just so high. It's his error. There was so yeah, much yeah. focus yeah. on him. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, I'm also thinking, Sam, you said it as well. She's an artist. She's, she's never going for number one. She's never going for the high sale. She's making great but bodies of work. You know I, what I think mean? for this album, that's what she actually was going to do because she made that track Selfish and it did blow up as well. But mm. like, and like, I don't know. I just feel like she was going for it for this album. Selfish is the highest streaming track on and that, yeah. that, that trick, track, like you said, did blow up massively. And it's a great track. And like you said, it was... Yeah. No, it's like the same for me. It is my least favourite. I've I've got noticeable tracks that I've made in my notes and it didn't even mm-hmm. make noticeable tracks for me because my noticeable tracks are... Um, offense, offense, boss, wounds, sherbet, sunset. Those, those songs hit me hard. Oh, what sherbet, about sunset. pressure as well? Oh, pressure, pressure. Yeah. To be honest, I could put most of the album Kira, but pressure. I was trying to uh, nitpick. But yeah. Oh, sherbet just, sunset is mad. It's just madness, man. Um, do you know what? As well, though, I've what I realised with this album is, um, it plays really well in other settings as well. So, Kieran, do you remember? probably like a couple of years ago now, um, I came to that film festival that you were involved in. And mm-hmm. before one of the films started, Flowers played. And I remember, I, f- I don't know if I was sitting next to you at the time, I was definitely not talking to anyone. And that song was playing and I was just lost. I'm at this public event <laughs> waiting for a film about God knows what. And that song comes on. And to be fair, Michael Kiwanuka, his voice is incredible. But that song was just... I think I'm shouting shit to be honest, but I just, I, I just like that song is one of my favourite songs from this country, in a lot uh, UK wise, UK rap wise, in a long time. There's just something about it, the atmosphere, as an album closer as well. Love it, man. Are you saying it came on your headphones or like out loud? No, no, no. So, so music was playing in the speakers before the film started. It came through the speakers, not loud. It was just know, kind of yeah. in the background. But it, it came playing at the Barbican. That's crazy. Yeah, at the Barbican. So it's this different setting, waiting for a film, and it comes on, and I'm like, oh my god! But it just the album had just come out around that time as well, so it was all pretty fresh. But yeah, love Fair that enough. song. Cool. Well, you know, moving on from Little Sins and the Grey Area, you know, great artist. Let's talk about a progression of a rapper to an artist gets conflict of interest. Now this is coming at number two. But can we just plug really quick? If you haven't listened to our review, if you haven't listened to our review, listen to the review because we say a lot about it in that. Yeah. 100%. Put some respect on my name. But yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> Sean thinks that this is it's too soon for this to be in a top 10 list. And I would like to say it would be criminal to leave it out. Even though it's only just come out this, well, not this month, but you know what I mean? Recently. I think it would be criminal to leave that album out, man. Absolutely, I completely criminal. agree. It's, it's, I don't know it's why Sean did it, 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 Yeah, no, it's got to be. It's got to be in this top ten. No, I think I think he's asking the question. He's asking the question Ridiculous. because it needs to be asked because it's mm. it's so fresh. Are we sure that this is a it's a top ten album? And for it to come in at number two, maybe it's a bit high because the gas is a bit high. But for what it is. I don't even think the gas is high though, man. Because I listened to it today and it is just unbelievable. <laughs> Mozambique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the it's the transition. It's, it works so well. It's like I will still hold, like if you go and listen to the review, I will still say the same thing. This fi- thing feels like you're in a movie. It's like a cinematic experience. It still feels like that. How am I going to find wine? And this thing is still gassing me more than when I first listened to it. 
like this album is getting better and better for me. Like it's, it's got it's got one of the most seamless album progressions I've heard in a long time in rap music. Where I didn't realize it was a new track. I thought it was the same oh, yeah. track still going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to, to answer, what, so Sean, why? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because we said a lot during the uh, during the review. But it's it's that middle section for me. It's the middle section and the the transition, sort of from that middle section into the the final part. It's like I said before. The the first two tracks are flawless. There's a very strong opening. There's tracks in the middle that are noticeably not on the same level as the others. And and for me, more for me. Sorry, it's just the thing. I need to live with an album longer. This is this is still very much. I mean, how long has it been out? A month, you know. I'm still kind of living in the early stages of it. It's going to be a different. It could be a different album in a year's time, in five years' time. We don't know. Um, I'm just uh, and like I said, it may it may enter a top ten for me within that period of time. But at the minute, uh, yeah, I just can't really do it. I had to put it in. Like I, I felt, I literally felt like it would be rude not to put it in. But <laughs> at the same time, what what? What I'm saying about it is, yeah, because I hear what you're saying about it is it's too soon. It's like, out of all the albums on this list, yeah, what could I listen to in five years' time and still get gassed? It's most likely going to be Conflict of Interest, man. Oh, and, 100%. And it's not because it's because there's nothing to do. It's not like I have a moment, like where you said you had that moment with Little Sims where you listen to Flowers and, and it, you know, it took you to a different place. I don't have any, like, memories attached to it. It's just really good music. Like, really, mm. really good music. But you don't have those memories yet because you've not lived with it long enough you might have those memories in a year's time i feel like by now time, if the I mean? world was open by now i would have gone to some party or gone to some event and i would have heard it play and i would have been like this is a gas do you know what i mean this is a gas yeah, yeah. i'm just gassed off off of it solely alone for me though it's the sheer fact that i still remember where i was when i listened where i listened to this album and that does not happen a lot for different albums i know once that happens it's a great album great album yeah. i only remember where where i was for great albums some albums that i don't know i don't care for a lot or it was great or decent i don't remember like i couldn't tell you where i was for slow ties album i'm not gonna lie to you but i could tell you where i was for this one and I, it, it it says it it says it fair enough no, in a nutshell, right, really. right. and someone so, i think kieran compared it to good kid mad city in that sense which is one of the most vivid first listens i've ever had to an album in my life that was God, I can remember like almost every track. I can remember what, what socks he was wearing and everything. <laughs> I swear, oh, I you took a sandwich break halfway through or something. I did. I did. I went and got food. <laughs> <laughs> got halfway through. I did a big quint. I went and got some like, like sandwich and some grapes or something like that. Oh, yeah, man, that was a, a big, big night. That was just me on my own in my room. But um, but not to, not to graze over what this album has done. It's the only album in this list that's charted that high. Is it really? Yeah, none of these have been top two or, or number one, have they? Ooh, I mean, we, we might need to check this, but I feel like I'm 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 not yeah. speaking out of turn here. I think you might be right. Um, what about um, Konichiwa though? Surely that no, Konichiwa no, would have no, been no, that. Uh, it was not that high. It was definitely it would might really? have been top ten, but it wasn't because it would have been more of a moment otherwise. Oh, because it was more singles. It won, yeah, it won that was Mercury more singles, Award. It won fair. a whole bunch of shit, but it did not. It did not do what this has done. Sorry, I know we're going back to it just very quickly. Why is it called Kanijiwa? Does it matter? I have no understanding. The song, the song is sick though, so it's like fair <laughs> yeah, enough. You named the album after the song, <laughs> and like his website is Hello Skepta. So I feel like 
Kanichiwa's hello. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Kanichiwa's hello. Hello. In I Japanese. remember hearing that sword at the beginning, the samurai sword, thinking like, "What are we in for here? And how are these singles going to fit in?" And then there was just kind of no other. I feel like it's just one of the, of like, it's just yeah, the throwaway yeah. thing. There's there's no real kind of like thought put into the yeah. name. It's like this is the most banging track. Wait, I think it's because it's his introduction to the world, surely, like to oh, like no. American market. Don't do like, that. Like Konichiwa world. Don't do that. That's what I think it is. Don't do that, man. That's and the, it looks like, not give it meaning it doesn't have. It, <laughs> it, it, look, on, it like, looks like on. to bring it back. It looks like it uh, hit number two, and this is why I was saying this? I thought I'm pretty sure. Pretty I'm sure. Not, yeah, I'm looking at. I'm seeing UK oh, albums, charts. but what's OOC? Official, okay, hit number two. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, you know, that, this is why I asked before, like, this was um, Getz's album the biggest moment since this? Because I, I wouldn't put Getz's, it, it, it's not a moment on the level of Kenichiwa, because Kenichiwa was like kind of almost three years in the making, but Kenichiwa definitely, yeah, from looking at that, it charted very high as well. So, but, but, uh, but it's them give, two. give Conflict of Interest some time, I guarantee it's going to win a whole bunch of awards. You know, conflict of interest is number one on the R and B charts in UK. Yeah, that, that's, that's how they that's how they rank rap music. They put it in the R and B chart. I don't know why. I, yeah, this is why I only really pay attention to this, the main charts because the way and it, I feel like this with with um, awards as well. The way they categorize things is just off. I don't like it. I don't mm. like it. It's like Tyler said. And then I, and sometimes the I don't even like it. Yeah, and I don't even sometimes like it to be categorized, but. Anyway, that's another another conversation, I reckon. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I get why you've put it in here with gets. I do, I do get it. I'm not. Um, it's not wild to me, but yeah, for me, I'm just I'm just one of them people. I need I need more time. It's it's arguably the best rapping performance on this whole list, though, other than our number one spot. Mm, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. And out of <laughs> all other, of other than that one, it's, it's the most <laughs> it's the most representative of the scene from from back then till now mm. do you know what mm-hmm. I mean because I remember you guys were even saying oh, it had G-Funk yeah, yeah. Elef- elements yeah, yeah. whereas the, the rest of these albums have like a consistent theme of like this is sounding like this and this is doing like this but mm. this album goes all the way back and all the way errors you know what I mean yeah, yeah. all the way till now Definitely. I had a thought about the G-Funk bit I had a little think about it the other day when I was listening to it and I don't know whether you will agree or not I feel like did the G-Funk elements get put in there because in those songs, it seems like he's rapping from an, a younger perspective or like from an earlier time in his life. And perhaps mm. he was listening to Snoop and Dre and people like that at that time. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it was put into the songs. That's yeah. sick. Mm. Yeah, I, think, no, I think it could be that. Yeah, yeah. I like that, man. Um, guess, wow. Yeah, wow. That, I might have to listen to that album again <laughs> later tonight. Oh, well, I listened, um, to, I listened to it today, man. That album still bangs. That's all I'm saying. Jesus. Jesus. So powerful. Strap on the lap. Like a serviette. Hoodies all summer. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna let you guys go away with this one because for me it's a great album, but it's not. I mean, it's not can, the best. Can, can we just play three years later quickly just to get into the vibe? Yeah, right? man. Just, 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 just play the whole album just like before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ooh, best crime song ever. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no cap. That's not what you asked for. That's not what you asked for. I was just trolling. I was just trolling. Effect on. A very strong opening to a very good album. 100%. Oh, good. I when I first of... heard him say vroom vroom running up the A40, I went mad. I was like, I Let's be honest. <laughs> 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 
No, to be honest, it, it deserves number one. Out of out of all the criteria we've laid out of, of barring and, you know, cohesive themes and moments and this and that, it hits all of those on a 10 for me. It's, it's unfortunate the podcast didn't exist back then. Do you know what I mean? Because we would have given us a 10. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Sean would have gone, is it too soon for oh, a 10? <laughs> because you know this album is quite new I need to sit with this album for two years before I can give it a 10 you know? uh, I was going to say I felt like this album had um, an instant community impact because of the subject matter that it was tackling um, I noticed it in like I was running like workshops in like some community centre for like creative things and they were like just handing out the CD to people um for free and stuff like that so wow. I, I just knew like it was it was a moment for like affecting like kids growing up and stuff like that that will mm. want to listen to like just rap music and stuff. it was a different it was a different moment that than any of these other albums have ever tried to be it was a community mm. moment even the the, mm. the cover-up with the whole hands in the middle thing everyone's done that Do you know i mean everyone yeah, yeah. everyone knows that feeling but it's like it i feel like your album artwork definitely tells you a lot about what you're about to hear and this this album just it hits it hits in that regard of like it's a community album it's full of community hmm. yeah i oh, that's i didn't know that kieran obviously that's your experience but that's quite powerful i didn't you it's, know that is very powerful wow. but that's what this yeah. album does yeah, me, really me and Theo over there throwing our laptops around to class of deja <laughs> kieran's, <laughs> kieran's living <laughs> in history right there that's madness yeah i mean i think that I, He's saying so much on that first song alone, so much game. And then throughout the whole album in general, there's just, even if they're not moments in terms of higher numbers and topping charts and winning awards, there was just a, I don't know, this had a feeling. You can't really put it into words. Like sitting there listening to that now, that's probably like the hundredth time I've heard that song and I get goosebumps every single time. I get goosebumps throughout this album. album. It doesn't yeah. even need to hit numbers. I get goosebumps throughout this album because I don't, I, don't, I don't even care about the numbers. I feel sorry for Kano because this is such an amazing body of work and yeah. it d- deserves like more respect and more numbers mm. for it. But it's like I, it's like I said, that, that level that he, he just maintains it throughout because I can't see a single song on this track that, for me personally, drops. I'm, I'm sorry, he maintains mm. that level, that whole vibe and everything and what he's saying and the subject matter and how powerful this will be for kids growing up from where he came from, like, it's just huge, everything. And and the thing is, what I get from it as well, listening, especially, like, living, having lived in East Ham and in East London, when I listen to this album, I'm, I feel as if I'm there. I'm there with him. Like, the, that, and that's the thing. And so many kids growing up can relate to that. And the message you're sending across is just perfect. So... For me, this album's so powerful and it has to be number one. Yeah. So the the level of care he put into the artistry yeah. of it as well, like the sound choice that's in basically like every track has this like vocal sample in yeah. it that glues every song and it hits every song as hard as the last one. You can't yeah. really pick a favorite; it's really difficult. Mm. No, no right. wasted lyrics either. Like he knew he no. had a good message and he packaged it as good as possible. Like, this is the guy that got co-signed by Jay-Z when he came out. Because, mm. and Jay-Z at the top of the game as well. So, that was a big moment as well. Once again, all the criteria we've spoken about, this is concise. I feel like if you're going to try and make a great album, limit yourself to 10 tracks. Because anything more than 10 tracks and you're going to do too much. But when I say 10 tracks, I don't mean none of this two minute, one minute, 
it hits type bullshit. It's like, mm. no. Three minute songs minimum, realistically push to four and five minutes, 10 tracks. And you'll, yeah, and you'll, yeah. and you'll get there. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? You'll get there if you do it right. Because the, with the limitation comes a level of creativity which can make a, a cohesive body of work. You can't just put 10 bangers on a play, on a, on an album and, and say that's a great album. But this, mm-hmm. it's not even, the only real banger banger on here is, is Class of Deja. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is, that's an eternal song, mate. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that song's going to be playing 10 years from time and I'm still going to get gassed and stuff. Oh, it's just, I'm telling you, that song, yeah. I just feel like I'm in East London. That's the sound of East London. I'm sorry. Video oh, well. it, cap- video. Yeah, it captured some of the videos, man. If you could bottle up grime and put it in a bottle, that is what Class of Deja is. Every time they yeah, perform man. it, it's going to be that energy. And the thing is, they can't perform that song without all three of them there. Or what's the point? Oh, no. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. And when I was re-listening to that again, because obviously a big part of it is D-Double as well. And... When you listen to any of the, the top grime rappers talk about their their favourites or the best, they always say D-double-E. Yeah. And then when I think about it, I go, because there was a period in time, and I don't want to disrespect him because he is one of the greats, where I was thinking he couldn't make a body of work like this, D-double-E. No, He's not can't. that kind of rapper. But then I realised when it comes, but then I thought back to, Grime in its earliest days and grime in its kind of in its essence and and where it works best and we're talking about pirate radio we're talking about you know raves clashes and whatnot. DWE is the master of the reload, master, and that is why I don't think people want to clash him. Is because as soon as he goes oh or like you know does all his little thing, you're fucked. You can't do anything. You can't do a thing, and that's why I was so glad on that song he had the hook and nothing else. Because how yeah. can you compete with that back and forth? Giving him a verse, oh, how can you compete? Giving him a verse would have ruined that song. And you know, oh, I, I feel like that's that's one 100%. thing. I think DW is very conscious of what he's good at. Now, yeah. where he's good at choruses or you know just doing his little thing where he's doing his adlibs and whatever, that in and of itself is is an art form. Because Lord knows yeah. where that sound came from and the but a but but thing, wherever that came from is where it came from. But it's like. I think he I think he's very aware of the fact that he's never gonna blow up, but he's the best at what he does for grime. Cause he's never yeah. tried to make anything outside of grime. And you know, more power to him for not not doing that and not trying mm. that and ruining himself with that. Like, am I right in thinking I can't think of any big name that has ever sent for him? They can't. I can't think of anyone. There no. might have been some smaller names at the time that, you know, the real grime heads will know about, but I can't think of Anyone that got into it with DWE, <clears throat> not a single one. I don't think. Is there a point? <sighs> no. It's like you said. There's like not I said, really... as soon as you guys, buddy, but but you know, no, no, stop. <laughs> get out. Get off the stage. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Let him crack on. Think about this. Yeah. Have a pot noodle and think about this. I tell you what, my moment is though. <laughs> pot noodle. I tell you what, my moment on this album though is is the the beat switch on teardrops yeah oh, that for yes. me that's so, yeah, is one of the most because mm. of what you're saying as well the the, mm-hmm. the powerful uh, lyrics and then the way it just switches up oh my god when we oh did the battle Kano, Kano versus Skepta that's why I chose that as my first tune because I was starting to set the level really high I think yeah. that is probably his his best like record he's ever written and rapped on I'm not mad at that I'm not mad at mm. that it's probably my favourite I mean, look, Pete, look, I'm obvious bait choice. P's and Q's is just eternal classic. You can't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah, Teardrops is it's probably my favourite song. And he also has top three uses of Suck Your Mum Ever in grime history. 
He's in no particular order. It's you know performing suck your mum on Jules Holland for Kano. It's the end of uh, Dizzy Rascals, just a rascal where the kids going to suck your mum up or something like that. And then there's uh, recently JME. What, is he, what does he say? Suck your mum at the speed of light. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that line. Three. Is That's the top three suck your mum moments in Grunt. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was wondering, do we have time to kind of discuss is 2019 the greatest year for UK rap albums? You know, you said Dave Psychodrama. Name the albums Dave Psychodrama, Slow Tie, Nothing Great About Britain, Jamie Grime MC, Little Sims Grey Area. I'm sure we're missing a few that came out around that. Woody's time. All Summer was also that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Strong. is it the greatest year for UK rap albums? So far, yeah. But I feel like we haven't had yeah, our... I'd say so. We're in our, yeah. our silver age. We're not in our golden age yet. Our golden age is to come mm. in, in this decade for sure. No, definitely big time. Big time. Yeah, you might be yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. But yeah, I just felt like that album in terms of bodies of work, I, I can't remember a year with that many. And it's not even just the, the level, it's the variety. Like you had you had something... Like, I, I always say this, is Kano's Coodies All Summer is where I... I didn't know it until I heard it, but that it's where I wanted Grime to go. It's where I wanted it to evolve to. It was just like the perfect... It's what you want to hear from a guy at that age doing Grime, mixing these other influences in. Perfect. It's like what had... he did with... Sorry, with Made in the Manor, sure. where he's like, it dropped that year, right? And mm-hmm. we were like, this is setting the bar for what Grime albums should be. Mm-hmm. And it like, in 2019, he'd done it again, but he set the bar even higher this time. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he probably got overshadowed a little bit in 2016 because Skepta was just so huge at that mm. point. It just was, culturally was just everywhere. But and then you had Little Sims, who's arguably made the greatest UK hip hop album of all time, arguably. And then you've got Slow Tire doing his thing, which you can't really put in a box. I don't, you know, I don't really know what you would call Slow Tire. Then there's JME, who made a, a, a solid grime album. Um, one that one that tells you it's grime on the face. Do you know what I mean? Tell from the from the yeah. jump, you're like, this is meant to be grime yeah. music. And I feel like a lot of people shy yeah, away yeah. from saying the the word grime because it's got like all these mm. weird connotations with it. But Jamie has never shied away from that. Yeah, and then and then last but not least, and I know we have our different opinions on Dave, but to make a a UK rap album or a mainstream UK rap album on that level, I just felt I, I can't think of a year that was as good as that really. No, I can't. Yeah. To be honest with you, mm. a, yeah, absolutely solid. Yeah. Okay, so we've got to we've got to finalize this order. Then are we? Do we think we need to move anything around? No, I don't I, think so. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think it's got it's to stay how it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I say we just leave it how it is. I say I say we just leave it how it is because because we've all done our own list separately, and this is what it's come out as. This is to move stuff around now would would upset everybody in in different ways. Because common sense belongs like, at the top. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just to clarify, though, like with um, I said it earlier on. I think when you were at the room, Sam, Hoodies All Summer is my favourite of all time. It's my personal favourite UK rap album. Boy in the Corner is just what I think. If you take everything into consideration, is number one. But Hoodies All Summer is my favourite. I don't have a favourite UK rap album yet. That's why I keep. I said at the beginning, I was the only person that named my whole list. But my list doesn't really have an order. It's just I believe these ten albums. You could listen to in ten years' time, and there's t- ten years from now, ten years from then. You know what I mean? Thirty years from now, and you get a, a gist of what mm-hmm. our music is back then and now. Fair enough. Fair enough. But but your list, your list mm-hmm. is definitely the most comprehensive between you and Kieran. You've got some some of the best back then, some of the best back now. Some of it won't won't slap the same in the future, but yeah, 
Theo's list is definitely yeah. the, the aggregate of all, all three of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more thought that's gone into Theo's than all of ours. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about because mine and Kieran's were quite similar. Mine was an attempt. You can't not be biased. Like, there's always going to be a bit of bias and oh, you know, yeah. always preference. But I tried to make something general and and objective. Try to, like, for instance, I my when it comes to the streets, I actually prefer a Grand Don't Come for Free. Like, it's just like a like a little movie. I love it every time I listen to it. There's there's songs in there that are jarring. Don't get me wrong, and that's why I didn't put it in there because musically. It's a couple songs in there that are hard to listen to. Really, but if I if I want to sit, yeah, if I want to sit down and like get in get into the story, it's great, man, and it makes me laugh out loud to this day as well. He's so funny in it. Some of the lyrics. Um, well, just to recap the list, yeah. tied at number ten is Kalashnikov, the Sagas of, and Common Sense by Jay Huss. At number nine, we've got original original pirate material by the Streets. Number eight is Boy in the Corner by Dizzy Rascal. Number seven is Arula by M.I.A. Number six is Brand New Second Hand by Roots Maneuver. I don't know how to say that name properly. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah, think it's that. I think you got it. Uh, Car- Carla by M.I.A. at number five. Konnichiwa by Skepta at number four. Grey Area by Lil Sims at number three. Shout out for the name. Conflict of Interest by Getz at number two and Hoodies All Summer by Kano at number one. Put some respect on my name. Woody Bop Pop. <laughs>